how do you function in a world where you don't experience space, distance, separation? This was a question somebody asked in comments and I thought it was very good. A really good jumping off place to talk about some aspects of non-dual realization. First of all, I will answer it practically. And practically speaking, it can take some adjustment. Everybody's a little different. Some people adjust very easily. Other people may take a little bit. You have to be a little more careful, especially when driving, operating any kind of dangerous machinery. For me, driving's not such an issue unless it's a very dynamic new environment, especially if the lighting isn't good, like dusk or nighttime. Let's say I'm in a city where I don't know the streets and there's just a lot of movement, a lot of cars, things like that. Moments like that, I can navigate, but I have to focus a lot. I really put my attention on my visual experience and the sounds and so forth and just really focus attention there so that I can navigate it. But if you were sitting there with me driving, you may not notice anything different other than I'm not talking to you <laughs> because I'm just trying to really focus. Now, that's not super common, but it does happen. Um, I'm not even sure how different that is than the typical mind-identified body-mind driving in a similar situation, but that's when I notice that I really have to focus because it's very easy for everything to sort of blur together and to one big seamless appearance. Now, that's very enjoyable in some settings, like when you're meditating or just sitting or walking in nature or even working, things like that. But when certain things require a lot of focus and there's a lot of visual dynamic experiences, then it can be imperative to really focus. So that's my experience. Sometimes at night uh, when I'm walking through, say, my bedroom in the middle of the night to go to the restroom or whatever, uh, I do have to sort of remind myself where the walls are, where my body is, because it can all just feel non-dimensional. So there are some practical considerations like that. Now, when the shift is very rapid, especially if, if you didn't expect it, if you didn't have um, precursor experiences of non-dual, non-space uh, appearance, let's say, so you didn't expect it at all, and suddenly there's no space, no dimension, no separation. That can take some adjustment for sure. You'll instinctually know to be very careful when driving, if you actually do drive uh, for a period of time. You may actually spend a period of time where you just don't drive, but you can still function. It's not like you completely lose the ability to function in the apparent three-dimensional reality, you just see that it is apparent. It doesn't actually exist. And that's very obvious. So it's something that is very doable. It works itself out, but it is an adjustment. So that's the simple answer. I will also say that the way I'm describing it now, or in this first portion of the video, is from the perspective of the body-mind or the 
egoic mind and how it perceives dimension, time, and space, and then how that changes when the illusions of dimensions, time, and space disappear. But if I were to say it from the immediate perspective or experience, it's not really like that. First of all, it's not a problem. There's no concern for it. It just happens spontaneously. Everything happens spontaneously. But the appearances themselves, the non-dual textures of experience, the colors and shapes and sounds that are all interwoven and self-presenting, appearing out of nowhere. They just, they just appear. And a moment later, without anything moving from moment to moment, something else appears. Another sensation, another movement, another sound, another direction of visual view just appears like bubbles appearing out of absolute nothingness. And these aren't appearing in time and space. Time and space are appearing within them. So the navigation is automatic and it always has been. Reality just comes into being out of nothing or it sure appears that way and manages itself just fine. Everything is just perfectly managed. But there is no sense of time, space, distance, agency. That's the best way I can say it at the moment. And I could also say that there is something here that's not a thing and it's not an agent. It's not an entity or a, even a consciousness. But it is, in one sense, you could say oscillating between what I just described, the non-dual clarity and this completely empty nature. Empty nature here not meaning some blackness or some empty space. As I mentioned, the illusion of space and time appear within the textures of experience. This is nothing like that. I could call it absence perhaps, but even that will induce the mind to, to imagine a space. It's the underlying empty nature of the appearances themselves. And that oscillation between something and nothing, between everything and nothing, is constantly occurring. And it's sort of ecstatic, quite enjoyable didn't come from anywhere, it's not going anywhere. This moment didn't come from anywhere and it's not going anywhere. Just appearing with this radically intimate knowingness. No need, no need to preserve it, no need to release it. It's self-releasing. So it's sound and then it's sensation and then it's sound again and then it's forms and shapes and movement. This isn't happening inside of anything. It's not happening in a container of experience. There's no container of experience. There's only vivid non-dualistic experience. And then the other side, which I can't even talk about. But there is this sort of oscillation. And it hits this perfect 
pitch of balance, let's say, or middle way or something like that between the empty nature and the radiant nature or the luminous clarity. And that's the wave you ride. You in quotation marks. There's no one riding that wave, but it's quite something. So there's nothing to figure out, nothing to solve. There's no life outside of this. There's no outside, also no inside. There's no vehicle for this. There's no route. There's no final destination, no direction. Now, none of that feels like a loss. None of that feels like anything missing. It's freeing, it's freeing you up for that sound to be everything that's ever existed. Frees you up to feel one breath as the entire universe breathing. Freed from entanglements, freed from hindrance, freed from grasping, freed from becoming, freed from birth and freed from death. And that one breath. And it's gone before it starts. This may sound advanced or unattainable or something like that. It's not at all, actually. If you look close enough at your experience right now without thinking about your experience, that's to take a turn into the mind, into the conceptual mind. Don't take that turn. Just look closer and closer. Listen closer and closer to the sound field. Feel more and more deeply and subtly into any one sensation. This will be revealed. You can touch into it right now. Now, when you touch into this, it's a miraculous act. It's a revolutionary act. And its implications are far-reaching, actually, and very profound. That may not be obvious in the moment, but it will be obvious over time because when we touch in in this way, we're dismantling the false identity to some degree. And when we do that, we release a lot of repressed material. We release some resistance. We clarify a lot. When that happens, we bring that material into consciousness. And this is important to know. It's important not to bypass this and just say, oh, well, there's no consciousness. There's no one. There's no emotions. I'm nothing. I'm no one. That's bypassing. 
And what that will do is turn this into an intellectual or quasi-intellectual experience rather than ongoing clear realization. So you have the capacity, the ability right now for an exquisitely precise investigation of all of your experience. This is all you need. Pick your gate. Cognition, consciousness, sounds, the visual non-dualistic field, sensations, smell, taste, pick one. Get closer and closer and closer to that experience until closer doesn't make sense because there's nothing moving toward experience. There's only that experience. And then notice that it will still clarify something will still seem to be closer, closer, but it's not closer now, it's clearer, more intimate, spontaneously. There's nothing that has to push here. It becomes a surrender. This is where the magic happens and it's available to you all the time. There are some environments that help to clarify this retreat or certain situations, interacting with someone who's walked this path because they can point you back to this, but more importantly, they can sense where you're fixating. They can help you to see that, to undermine the fixations, which will naturally reveal what we're talking about here. So there are things that can be helpful, situations, people, etc. But never lose sight of the fact that your apparatus of attention, your heart, which directs attention to what matters the most to you, truth, living truth, whatever, however you say that, that's always available. And that is you. No one can give that to you. You can't put that on a teacher. You have to face all of it. And the beauty of it is, if you're willing to, even when it's uncomfortable, especially when it's uncomfortable, everything that needs to be revealed will be revealed. And it becomes very, very simple. And at some point, the illusions of time and space will collapse. And you'll realize you never needed them. Then you'll even forget about it. You'll forget that they collapsed. It won't be a big deal anymore. But it'll never be something that you forget. The realization is clear, ongoing, because the realization itself is not in time or space. It's seamless with the spaceless, the timeless. It's also seamless with the intimacy and clarity. It's seamless with the lack of any fixation. 
until the non-fixation aspect becomes not so much a negative, meaning what's not there, but it becomes a sort of positive, and that's a sort of freedom. Not to boil it down into a principle, but experientially it is freedom. <laughs>